when you zoom out and look at the context of what's happening, that's when you gain perspective, true perspective. My name is Marcel Hansen, and you're listening to Small Habits, Big Changes. Let's dive in. I think most of us get caught up in the minutia of the day-to-day, the very small things that happen throughout the day. Because we're out of proportionate perspective, we can inflate those to make them grander than they really are. I think once you can step away from the immediate, and even if that's in that moment, pull yourself back and see the perspective of what's happening in the grand context of things, you can detach your emotion from that minutia and regain your stability in calmness and collectiveness and move forward. I think a lot of us spend a lot of time dwelling on smaller things. It's something I've worked on for 30 plus years. I will continue to work on is letting go of those things that really don't serve me, whether it's someone having a moment in public or whether it's an outcome to something that I'm not happy with or it's not at my standard. And often those things come from, if not all, always come from having an expectation of something being a certain way. I'm sure many of you have heard it said that pain or struggle, if that's a subtle word, nuance there, is a part of life, but suffering is a choice. And I think there is a nuance there in that suffering is maybe holding on to that pain and letting it fester and causing yourself more pain than would have been had you just experienced the pain, the loss, whatever it is, and let it go, so to speak easier said than done. The pain would be much less. Obviously, you're, it's almost like you're pulling a scab off repeatedly. It's just, it is painful when it happens maybe. And then you have your body trying to heal itself by creating a scab and then you go and rip it off again (laughs) repeatedly. And there's lots of people that's, that's their MO. That's how they've learned to operate and it brings them a certain sense of certainty. And so they continue to behave that way. For myself, I think learning from being around older people that are 20 or 30 years my senior and seeing that a lot of their lifestyle, a lot of their operating system is just to be happy. Like, And I take from that to let go of things that don't make you happy and strive for things that do make you happy and keep that consistency. Now that may sound like it contradicts the ebb and flow that I mentioned in last week's episode. Not really. The ebb and flow is life. But when we make drama, or dramatic responses from something that is minimal, that is maybe just the ebb, we create a larger undulation. We create more chaos. We create bigger highs and maybe lower lows. And some people, that's their jam. It just never has been for me. I know that the lows will come. I know that the highs will come. I don't need to spend a ton of time in either of those. I like the journey of the up and down. If I can regulate that and fine tune it to where it is like the ocean and nothing is really catastrophic in there, but actually it just feels good. And there's a good amount of stress and then there's a good amount of relaxation and a good amount of stress and a good amount of relaxation in proportion as best as possible. Certainly we can't control the outside world, but this is, this is where I've spoke many times about being able to take responsibility and be accountable and know that you are cause 
emotions and you have choices about how you respond to what's going on in the outside world. You can have trauma in your life and not be trauma, not go out and traumatize others as a result of your trauma. You can have some drama even, but you don't need to pass it out to everyone you meet. It's not like a greeting card or like a business card that because you want to live in that space, most people don't. And there are many that do, but if it's not for the greater good, then it is your work to be done, right? I think we all have a long laundry list of things to do in life and then a long list of things that we'd like to get out of life. I think once you've experienced a true feeling of loss from that hollowness, from that void, I think you can create, and certainly this has been my experience, but I think each of us can create new perspective. I think that's important for each of us to develop that new perspective. Because if for myself, if now at 50, I had the perspective of my 22 or 23 year old self, I shudder to think what that might look like. And there's parts of that perspective, the newness, the curiousness, wanting to learn things, executing on learning things, becoming better at things, improving skills. That part can remain. But there certainly is a bit of wisdom that can come from the learnings of life. And if you have applied those learnings and bettered yourself and really, if you've bettered yourself, then that's really where the wisdom lies, is you're able to take some level of intelligence, ideas, execute on them, implement them, integrate them into your being, and as a result, behave differently. That's where wisdom comes in. And I think I think we all can better ourselves by just taking a peek at our perspective and seeing where our attention is on a daily basis, what we're feeding. The, there's that saying of there's two wolves kind of within your psyche, the good wolf and the bad wolf. I like to think of them more as like the hungry wolf and the not so productive wolf. And they're going at it. And the question is, who's going to win? And it is really simple. It is the one you feed. The one that you pay attention to, the one that you fuel, the one that you engage with, that you're in conversation with the most, that you allow to influence your behavior, that wolf will win. So it's imperative that we are very mindful about our attention, what we're focused on, what we're dwelling on, what we ruminate on, what things, what emotions pop up again and again, because that's where we will live. If you go to the same address every single day, you're going to arrive at the same destination. It's the same address. Each emotion has a house number, so to speak. It has an address. And if you keep going back there, you're just making a nice groove in the pathway to it, making it easier to go back there. It's a well-worn path. You just repeat the trip back and forth, day in, day out. And eventually, it's almost as if that path gets shorter and shorter. If you spend a lot of time in anger, you will get to anger quicker. If you spend a lot of time in glee or joyfulness, you will get there quicker. If you spend a lot of time in sadness, that little road that leads to sadness gets shorter and shorter. And soon it just becomes where you are located. You're in control of where you go. You're in control of driving the car, of taking it to a certain destination. And more so, if you find yourself in a destination, you're like, how did I get here? You're in control turning around and coming back out. The quickest way to do that, if you find yourself 
yourself in a location emotionally, whether it be frustration, anger, sadness, you name it on the challenging side and you want to get out of it, easiest thing to do, move your body, get up, move out of that situation, dance, do a little jig, get your blood flowing, move out of the exact posture that you're in because certain postures relate to certain feelings and you can, and that's reciprocal and you can control them. Sometimes you just automatically find yourself in, a, in an awesome state and you're stoked and you, if you stopped in that moment, observed how it felt in your body, you would see a few things. You'd see your head is up, your chin is up, your eyes are up, your shoulders are back, your chest is out, you're standing upright, right? I think we all know that. Like if you win something, you're up on a pedestal, you're, you're winning the Olympics. As many of you Olympic winners are listening, just kidding. But you're standing up on the podium, standing upright, right? Statue of Liberty, Boop, upright. Most statues, strong, upright, right? Now, then there's ones that are more contemplative and maybe more internalized, maybe even pensive or they're maybe thoughtful and sometimes sad. Your posture is different. Your posture is more inward. Your head and chin may be down slightly, your gaze down slightly, your shoulders curled slightly forward, your chest a little caved in, your breath might be a little more shallow. Everyone knows what that feels like. If you find yourself in that space, the self-awareness that you have will bring you out of it by knowing you just need to move your body. So if you're in that internal pensive state where you're maybe sad, maybe upset, maybe questioning, maybe even overwhelmed, you can change that in that moment by changing your physiology. Tony Robbins has talked on this for years and years, still does. And that's where I first learned it is like really where he says where focus goes, energy flows. And if your focus goes to your body and you give it a stature that is upright, chin up, eyes up, chest out, shoulders back, you will cause a physiological change. And if you don't believe me, try it, try it. You can tell, I just got done watching a basketball game. And if I had turned the speaker off and put a piece of tape over the score, if you give me like five seconds of a team headed into a timeout, whether it was called by one or the other teams, I can tell you who's winning and what's going on. This is a great example. If you don't want to look at yourself, watch these athletes' body. Watch their posture. Look at their facial expressions. Watch how they hold their head, how their shoulders are back or rolled forward, whether or not they're standing upright, eyes up, chin up. You can tell who's winning, guaranteed. Like there's very few players that bump and look down when they're killing it. Just doesn't, just doesn't seem to happen. There is a correlation and a causation in these actions take a peek. And so lots of times in that moment, when you're feeling sad, when there's overwhelm or when you're angry, there, there might not be the self-awareness to course correct. To that, I say, employ gradients. Be gentle with yourself because it's a learning curve. So you may catch yourself within a few hours, a day, the first time. As you back it up, you'll get closer and closer to being able to recognize your overwhelm, your upsetness in seconds. And the less time, the less duration, you spend there, the easier it is to get out, the easier it is to grow grass and weeds between you and that location, between you and that address of fear or sadness or overwhelm. I don't think you want a beaten path that is very short and maybe just one, two steps away. I'd rather have it off in the distance where it takes a long time for me to get to overwhelm, where it takes a long time for me to feel hopeless, where it takes a long time for me to, I almost have to work harder to drudge a path 
path through the forest and up the hills and through the mountains and down through the desert to get there. That would be my preference. So I want to build patience and build gratitude that allow me to see certain contextual occurrences as transitory. They're passing. This too shall pass. Excuse me. This too shall pass. Some of the best advice I ever got or insight I ever got about 30 years ago, this too shall pass. So when you are feeling crushed, you're feeling a void, an emptiness, complete sorrow, overwhelm. You're just throttled. This too shall pass. And the beauty is of the polarities of life is that this statement must be applied to all things, not just the ones that are less enjoyable. When you're on a high, when things are just flowing, you're just killing it, whether it be financially or relationship-wise, everything's going fantastic the two shall pass. We're back to the ebb and flow. Those low sides, you may be able to control quite a bit and influence quite a bit of how low they go. Life will have its own plan and throw in a few real low balls that you probably didn't see coming and cannot control the severity. And there will be some highs that also you wouldn't have dreamed of that knock you off your feet, that have you smiling for decades later. You will have those highs. But as the lows will pass, so too shall the highs pass. Regardless of what's going on, this too shall pass. Embrace those ebbs and flows. And if they're too drastic, too dramatic for you, too much, too highs, too down, low, then work on yourself, your self-awareness, your perspective, your stable table, be structured in your day. So when you go out into the world and you interact with a myriad of different people in complex and simple context, you are resilient. You have a very strong, formidable structure at home that keeps you in a degree of certainty that allows you to embrace the variety of the outside world. It has worked for me. I will say that. And I know for the people that I know that are most successful, wholly most successful, personally, professionally, physically, mentally, financially, psychologically, emotionally, spiritually, sexually, all of the aspects of life, the ones I know that are most healthy and most well-rounded, they have a pretty structured day in their home. They do similar things in the morning, every morning. They do similar things at night, every single night. Their routine is dialed in around their sleep, around their hydration and nutrition, and an ideal situation of their movement. You too can have this. It allows you that structure while it seems rigid as you build it up week after week, month after month, year after year. It allows you to have all kinds of flexibility with all of the things in life that happen that really seem beyond your control, well beyond your influence. Indeed is not the 99% of what happens to you being within your control because it's, it's really just not. It happens in the world. There's reason behind it, but a a lot of it you are not able to control. And the 1% you are able to control, you need to control. And with all the other bits, if you have that 1% that you control without question, that structure, that stable table, if you have that, it allows you to take on that other 99% and alter your perspective and embrace it to whatever degree you can to continue thriving. If you do not have that 1%, when that 100% of the world happens to you, that's what it feels like. A hundred percent is happening to you. You don't have control then. You've lost perspective and it is easy to go into a place of anxiousness or overwhelm. One percent is all you need. One 
100% of certainty. And you can gain that through my stable table. You can gain that through embracing the elements like we talked about last week. If you missed that, you can check it out. It's the last episode we did. And each and every week, there usually is a tie-in with some sort of thread that runs through the messaging. I hope that it's been of service to you. And if you found any bit of gold within it, you found value and it may alter your perspective. I ask kindly that you share it with someone else that you know that it also may help a friend, family member, loved one. And if you have any questions, our texting community is growing. We've got a few new enrollments, a few people that have joined this week. It is completely free. If you are able to text a US number, then you can join at zero cost. The number is 206-483-2960. Again, 206-483-2960. Text the word yes. You can join our wellness community. You can share your wins there. You can ask specific inquiries in a private platform. I'm the only one that sees the texts coming in. They're directed right to me. And then I respond to them personally. So if you have any questions about anything I've ever said or any comments about topics you want to hear talked about in the future, please shoot us a message at that texting community. You can also check out the website at mystabletable.com. And there's a couple different ways to reach out and to get some resources on there as well. Again, thank you so much for your time. Appreciate you giving a listen. And I look forward to interacting with each and every one of you in the future. Until then, be present, be aware, structure that 1% just for you. Stay awesome. Thank you so much for listening today. If you feel any part of this episode resonated with you, then please consider sharing it with a friend who may also find value in it. And remember to hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. And before you go, did you know we have a fantastic free text community? If you want more bite-sized health hacks and reminders delivered directly to your phone, absolutely free, then text keyword YES to 206 206- 483-2960. Again, that's keyword yes to 206-483-2960. And we'll see you on the inside.